Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Battleground! This is a pro wrestling podcast with a hint of pop culture. Join Battle and Eli as they break down the world of professional wrestling. You never know who's going to stop by. Now, making their way to the microphone. Give it up for the greatest podcast tag team in the world. Battle and Eli. Let's, uh, let's let's just address the elephant in the room. How freaking awesome was All Out Saturday night? I mean, Eli, you watched it. What, overall thoughts? Um, pretty solid. Um, I think it kind of established um, the direction that they're going to be heading into with TV. Um, we obviously found out who the new world champion is. We found out who... We'll be fighting for the women's title. Um, kind of got a clearer picture uh, of the tag teams with you know the first round buys and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so heading into TV um, in the next six or seven weeks, whenever it is, um, I think this kind of pointed everybody in the right direction. So, you know, and I, I just realized that we never really, I guess introduced ourselves and we just went straight into the excitement but um this is what happens when you get ahead of yourself Mm -hmm. and add kicks in so welcome to the battleground podcast i'm battle of course you just heard eli uh this is a weekly podcast where we talk about wrestling and today we're going to kind of you know recap aew's all-out pay-per-view plus we're going to have some special guests on at the end of the show we've got jason and alex taylor who represents pro wrestling entertainment they got a big event coming up uh, later this month in Portland, September 28th at the Portland High School. D'Lo Brown's going to be there, uh, so we'll kind of talk about that later in the show. But let's get into talking about AEW's All Out. Now, um, from everything that I saw on Twitter, it looked phenomenal. Of course, there is the CM Punk stuff that we'll get into later, but you know, kicking things off, which I kind of like what AEW's doing, where you know, if you don't spend what 50 bucks on the pay-per-view mm-hmm. you can kind of watch the pre-show yeah um and i get that that's kind of the way of like the wwe pay-per-views where they have that pre-show and this that and the other and then kind of get you to buy into the pay-per-view which is why it's called the the buy-in mm-hmm. um but it, i mean it was a really good you know first two matches to kick off i mean you had the women's casino battle royal and then you had private party taking on you know uh, Jack Evans and Angelica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, the the only concern I have is that with the buy in and then the show, uh, it was a five hour pay per view. So you yeah. know, and, and 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 you know, everyone talked about it on Twitter. Like, not even everyone was on. Like, MGF didn't have a match. Um, you know, Kip Saban wasn't on the card. Um, Arch Cassidy was. 
kind of, you know. Um, but I mean, they had a ton of people that didn't even get on the roster or on the card, and the, and it was still a five hour show. So, you know, I think I know I. I hate the length of the WWE pay-per-views, um, especially when I was at Mania last year and I was at the arena for like eight hours, like li- literally eight hours. So, you know, I- I'm hoping that they can kind of scale it back a little bit or I don't know if they're going to do five hours, like it put some more people on there kind of a deal. It just didn't. I don't know. I, I think we've talked about it on previous shows, but I was at all in last year in Chicago that was at the same building. And then I was at double or nothing this year in Vegas. And, um, so this was the first kind of their big show that I didn't get to, to, to attend. And, um, I don't know. It just didn't, <clears throat> didn't have the something, something was missing from the show. And I, I can't really, put my finger on it and you know last year had the advantage of it was wasn't technically all elite yet it was the just uh, it was just the indie show they were doing to prove they could do it and it was technically a ring of honor production so a lot of the crew and a lot of the wrestlers on the card they just kind of borrowed from uh new japan and ring of honor um so you know a little bit of a different atmosphere but still there's just something you know, like you just mentioned, I mean, maybe it was CM Punk. Maybe everybody thought this was it. And this was really going to be, it was really going to happen, you know. And uh, But something just, I don't know. There was just some spark or something that was just, just off last night. And I couldn't, I couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah, and it's like you had the big event, StarCast, which was taking over Chicago. And like StarCast had tweeted out this video of you know, CM Punk in the ring at, you know, pro wrestling tees. And he was like pretty much just trolling every wrestling fan in which you can see the videos. We've got them up on our Instagram. It's battleground podcast on Instagram. And it was one of those things that, you know, I was scrolling through Twitter last night and they were like, what if, you know, at the end of the Jericho hangman patch, somebody match, somebody says best in the world, blah, blah, blah. Then you hear CM Punk's, you know, music hit it's Chicago. It has to be done. And, you know, I think I think we should all just kind of just take a step back and realize that CM Punk, if he's not doing anything with AEW by now, he's not doing anything unless there's some big plan for him later. Down yeah, the road. Th- that that's the only kind of silver lining that I could see is that if if they are saving him for TV, you know, which I get, you know, there's a lot of pressure to come out with a bang and all that stuff, but. My my prediction is, is if he's not wrestling again by the start of 2020, like that's it. I mean, he, the, I don't know how many more open doors there needs to be, and I don't know how much more stuff in the press needs. You know, Cody, oh, well, we've talked to him, and Punk, no, we haven't, and blah, you know, just all this stuff back and forth, back and forth. With the the money and the resources that AEW has, and pretty much just having an open door for him, um, you know, not only to, to help put the brand on the, on the market or on the map, but also, um, you know, definitely that would be a huge middle finger to, um, Vince. Um, you know, I, I, at this point, if it, if it hasn't happened by now, I just, I don't, I don't see it happening. And I'm actually one of those people. I'm cool with him not coming back. I mean, the way that everything happened when he left WWE, I mean, it would probably sour me on w- on wrestling as well. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't yeah. know. I was kind of, 
you know, when Jericho picked up the win, there was about 10 minutes left on the pay-per-view and we're like, well, they got to do something. And no, they just ended the show early. So <laughs> um, that was kind of an indication. Right. So I don't know. You know, I, I, obviously I'll flip out if he shows up. Um, I think he would be a better fit in AEW. You know, you're going to make big money, less dates, uh, almost complete com- creative control. And he likes all the guys there. Oh, yeah. He's buddies with all them. He's going to have a lot more creative control, which obviously a lot of people in WWE have issues with. You know, just imagine them handing him a mic with no script and just saying go crazy, you know. Um, and just have fun. Yeah. And, um, I mean, then he, he'd also be able to do indie stuff if he wanted to, which I, I don't think he would want to, but if he wanted to, he could. So, you know, it, it's almost like everything is perfect for this, but – I mean, he's still, he just has, res, you know, reservations about it. So I, I'm giving it through the end of the year. I mean, if he's not, you know, uh, he, he did a, when he was at StarCast, he made a comment about he wouldn't not talk to WWE. So if, if you know, Triple H or somebody called him, I mean, he's like, I wouldn't ignore the phone call. So, you know, I think he's kind of gotten, he's at peace with, with WWE. I don't know if that means he'd ever work for him again, but, um, you know, I just think that the two of these very powerful, rich companies, you know, if, if they're trying to get him back and he hasn't done it yet. I mean, I think by the end of this year, if it doesn't happen, it's it's never going to happen. It's it's like I said, and like we said before in past episodes, it's a fun time to be a wrestling fan. And over the next several months, it's going to kind of, I guess, set the bar when it comes to AEW and WWE, because, you know, I think maybe Mark Henry had said it's going to, there's no wrestling organization that can knock off WWE. WWE is like Disney. I mean, it's worldwide. There's no chance, but can if AEW can like, you know, chip away and take, you know, drop them down a point or two in viewership, then I mean, that's a, Oh, if they steal some of the ratings that that's going to irritate WWE more than them becoming, they're, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, if, if they just, if, if they're, if they're the most watched wrestling on a weekly basis, that's going to send Vince and them through the, through the roof. Um, and I don't think AEW wants to be to the le- like the Disney of wrestling. I don't think they want to have, you know, Scooby-Doo cartoons with wrestlers in it and, you know, toys of everything you can imagine and, you know, territories in the UK and talking about Mexico, China, Japan. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't think they want to get to that point. Um, but yeah, if, if they come out of the gate and they're the number one rated show, like, it's they're gonna Vince is gonna lose his shit. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and speaking of Vince, it was kind of interesting because like I, I was reading some of the dirt sheets from Dave Meltzer, and uh, I guess in a recent interview with Triple H, he was like, Vince is not touching NXT at all. Like it is still Triple H's thing for Wednesday nights. Like he's saying that Vince is nowhere gonna be anywhere near NXT, which could be a good thing then. Yeah, I mean that that makes me breathe a little easy. Um, there are rumors this week about end zone cast maybe coming back, and Triple H squashed those over the weekend. Um, so it'll be interesting. I mean, since it is um, pretty much Triple H's baby, I mean, I'm glad that he's still kind of the main main one running it. 
Um, it would be really shitty if he built this up for five years and then when they expand to a national audience, Vince is like, yeah, I got it from here, you know? So, um, but yeah, so I guess, do we want to go back to AEW? Yeah, let's, we kind of got a little off track, but, uh, so let's, (laughs) let's, let's kind of go right into it. So, uh, Nyla Rose wins the women's casino battle Royal, which was no surprise there. Um, but I think like the the cool thing of watching that was at one moment in the ring, you had Jazz, Naya, Kong, and ODB all four facing off in the middle of the room and uh, the ring, and like just listening to the pop when ODB and Jazz came out was like phenomenal. Yeah, and when um, Mercedes Martinez came out, that was a really big pop as well. Um, oh, that arena lost it when she came out. Yeah, um, it was cool to see. Um, well, I guess she's going by her real name, but it was Emma in WWE. She showed up, and it's weird because she just signed with Impact, and um, but I guess Impact's letting them, you know, work for other companies. But AEW is going to be like one of their big competitors, so that was that was kind of a head scratcher. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, you had you know, B Priestley, Britt Baker, um, Brandy Rhodes was in it for a while. Piper's daughter was in there. Yeah, she was in it for a minute. Uh, Leva Bates, uh, which was kind of cool. She kind of did that whole walking on the books thing to avoid getting eliminated or whatever. The, the Kofi Kingston move, like some people like to call it. Definitely a Kofi. Yeah, definitely a Kofi Kingston move. Um, so, I mean, it was um, – you know, it was good to see everyone in there. Um, you know, <clears throat> I think uh, Cody had mentioned that they've only announced like 40% of the roster. So there were definitely definitely some surprises uh, within this one. Um, but um, I don't know. It was a little, I don't know. Um, CBS gave it a D plus. So they didn't think too highly of it. Um, I'd probably give it a C, I guess. Um you know, I'm not a, I'm not a huge Battle Royal fan. Um, I mean, even back from when I was a kid, I, I've just always kind of thought it was lame. Never been my my cup of tea. Um, it's definitely just kind of, a, hey, we don't have shit for you. We're going to do a Battle Royal tonight, you when know, like time to it, fill kind of thing. Yeah. You know, now if it's if it's like the Royal Rumble and it's like that's I mean, the whole card that's it's built around that. That's a different story. But stuff like this, like it's a, it's the buy-in. It's not even on the main card, and they're just throwing all the girls together. Like I don't know. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. It was cool to see everyone come out. It was cool to see Jazz come out. Um, you know, she was just the NWA w- Women's Champion, and um, never got a clear answer on what happened. They, they painted it as kind of a, a medical thing, and then boom, now she's in AW. So who who knows well, what really happened. I- the one thing I did notice, and I mean, maybe it, I didn't see it at NWA, but when she came out, like her head was like freshly shaved, you know, mm-hmm. you could see the lights off of it, polished shaved. So maybe, I I mean, the, like you said, there's still no clear cut answer of why, what medical reason why it happened. That was kind of the first thing that popped in my head when I saw her come out. But the, the I think the one thing I didn't like about the battle royal is just the way that it ended like you know you had naya and you know Britt baker in there and it was just kind of like Britt eliminated somebody the girl held her arm and that was kind of it there wasn't like a little extra 
kind of meet in the middle of the ring, go at each other, and then Nia, Nia throw, Nyla throws her out. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. Um, I didn't really know which way it was going to go, you know, um, but um, I, to me, I thought Nyla was too obvious um, of uh, to pick as the winner, you know, um, but I mean, I'm not. I'm not like disappointed she won or anything. Yeah. And I, I think moving forward, and I can say this right now, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Nyla becomes the first champion with just her breaking all the barriers and wrestling and, you know, mm-hmm. the big movement of going right now with be yourself and everybody's open to it. I mean, that that'll be a something that everybody will be talking about with her winning that belt. And the belt actually looked really cool last night. And I'm not a, you know. Yeah, I really like the way it looked. And it's got the rose gold, and it. I kind of like the, the how they have that middle plate where it's kind of very big, but you know, very long in the middle. Um, and I like how they didn't make it look like you know other wrestling belts, very small, kind of like eh, it's it's a women's title. We're just gonna make it very small and call it a day, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and it'll be interesting too because uh, spoiler for later in the show but uh Riho won her match so it'll be Riho against Rose and Riho actually pinned Rose at Fighter Fest when they had their three way with uh whoever was it the third person I forgot um so that'll be interesting cuz Nile is definitely much bigger um you know in stature Riho they kept they kept saying on the match last night Riho's at 98 pounds so it'll definitely be um you know, kind of a David versus Goliath type of deal. Yeah. And it'll be fun. And the thing is, is literally, uh, I guess, you know, they've already announced the next pay-per-view. It's already been, you know, set in stone. And if I remember correctly, I'm scrolling through Instagram right now. Uh, The next pay-per-view is going to be in Baltimore. Uh, It is full gear on November 9th. And there was a, a Britt Baker posted a picture of her, um, uh, I guess at at the show over the weekend, but it's just a huge kind of a promotional poster. It's got all the people on the roster. She's standing right beside Jericho and you know Cody and the Bucks and everybody's on there. And it says TNT October second, and then it's got the AEW logo, and then it says All Elite Fleet F L E E T. So, I mean, if that's the name. I am not a fan. <laughs> that is bad. And then the the pay per view you just said was it's going to be AEW full gear. Yeah, I like they've got to come up with something. They're starting to stumble with these names a little bit. I, I you know all in was really cool as a symbolic thing. You know they don't think that an indie show can sell ten thousand tickets. So let's go all in. We'll sell. You know we'll prove them wrong. Whatever. Then they announced the formation of a new company and then their first pay-per-view is double or nothing. So I was like, eh, okay. So it's kind of a, you know, they did the first show all. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? 
where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And now this is the second one, so we're going double or nothing. But it was also in Vegas. It was the casino thing, blah, blah, blah. Then they got to this show... And instead of doing all in two, they changed it to all out, which was okay. I mean, you know, I don't hate it, but then seeing that, that, you know, they may do fleet and then the full gear. I'm just like, guys, (laughs) we're, we're steering off the path a little bit here. We need to, we need to tighten it up a little bit. So I don't want to say they're going kind of like the cheesy names of WWE. Like what was it? Full throttle or Speedway, whatever WWE had, where they made it like racing. Yeah, well, I mean, in WCW had Hog Wild, and they had you know Bash at the Beach, and my personal favorite, Halloween Havoc. So I mean, like they've always had kind of cheesy crap, you know. But just I don't know. It's just with a brand new company, you can do whatever you want to do with it. You know, you don't have to kind of go that direction. But that's seems to be the direction they're going so um so let's uh i guess continue on with the the buy-in uh, you had private party and uh jack evans and angelica which private party won um which they seem very high on them mm-hmm. because they've already got they've already announced that they're going against the young bucks in the tag team tournament is it the first night of tv or second night? I didn't see when it was, but I just saw that they announced it. And um, yeah, the um, the Bucks are really high on them. After their match at um, Double or Nothing, which I guess they, um, um, I guess they had just pulled them onto that show last minute and then they tore the house down. So then they offered them a contract on the spot. So, um, so yeah, they're really big fans. Um, Jack Evans and Angelico. I mean, I, I used to watch them on, um, Lucha underground. I mean, they just, they're ridiculous and they were tag team and then they broke up and they went back to singles and then they signed with AW and now they're back as a tag team. And they're, of course, everyone was making fun of their, ring gear um they said it, it's a monster energy drink against powerade so it was kind of funny but um cbs gave this one a b minus something was missing with this one um i was telling the group that i was watching with um about how good private party is and how they may be in the top five tag teams right now uh, actively um and I don't know. It didn't, that performance last night didn't back up that statement I said. So, um, I'd probably give that one a C minus. Um, I don't know. It it was good. Uh, it just, I, I don't know. Something was missing somewhere and I don't know exactly what it was. Yeah. It's, and that's one I, I haven't got to watch. It's still there on pause on the TV at the moment, but, um, you know, like you said, CBS giving it a B minus. And, you know, there was a couple of spots in that one. I think, uh, according to this and you were watching it or Cassidy came out, right? Oh, uh, orange Cassidy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. The lights went out and then lights came on and he's in the ring. Uh, he's already standing there with his hands in his pocket. 
and then he does like a uh, um almost like a uh, was it a, a dive right or actually no he he came out um he can't wait was it this match hang on i'm getting confused he came out no he came out during the next one he came out during the dark order versus best friends that's what it was yeah yeah uh got it see and that's and you know and i'm kind of looking at it right now and i'm just telling you right now i haven't got to watch it so i'm kind of looking off the internet and of course they're saying you know after a big dive from cassidy blah 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 so that could be something completely different yeah one of the one of the guys from Private Party, his last name's Cassidy too. Ah, got it. See, that's that's yeah. that's why Eli's on this show because, to be completely honest, I'm I'm getting back into the indie scene. So there's certain things that I'm having to ask Eli, and Eli can explain to me. So there, there. Yeah, I separate fact from fiction. That's there. It. We go. We're not fake newsing over here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that ended. Private Party won, of course, and then. Fade to black, kick off the pay-per-view, and you started off with SCU against Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, which I like what AEW is doing with Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt because they're appealing to the younger demographic. I mean, you've seen Marco wrestle numerous times with SUP and you know some indie stuff. So um, CBS Sports gave that match a C plus. What do you think about that one? Um, <clears throat> So it was cool. Um, you know, we, um, the first, um, well, I guess it, it applies to both actually, but the first like indie show I went to was uh, Southern underground pro in Nashville at, uh, the basement East. And it was two, two years ago. It was 2017. It was like August of 2017. <clears throat> and, the main event was Kurt Stallion against Joey Janela. Kurt Stallion is another indie dude. He's uh he's been doing stuff with like uh, MLW recently, and I think it's some GCW stuff. So, anyways, Joey Janela came out and he sang a country song about Kurt Stallion's tiny dick, <laughs> and um, and two years later, people still mention it and talk about it and everything. And and Marco was on that card, and uh, I saw Marco basically the week or like two weeks before he went to mania weekend and did some indie shows and got a huge buzz. And then, you know, it was like a three month period where he went from wrestling at the basement East for 200 people to where he was in all in, in Chicago fighting, um, Bubba Ray Dudley in the, in the battle Royal and Tommy dreamer was in there. And, it's just wild to see these these indie guys uh, be prominently featured in what's going to be one of the biggest wrestling companies in the world. So, um, so yeah, you know, we we like SCU. We saw them at the fairgrounds against the Rock and Roll Express, and you know, a lot of the, th- the things that I saw about this match is a lot of people are just like. You know, three months from now, they just need to give Luchasaurus the belt. He needs to beat Jericho and just be the champ. Like, he's just so awesome. And, you know, he's he's one of those, like, big dudes that can move, you know? So, he, he can do some of the high-flying stuff. Um, it's not, like, super prominent. He still will go for a choke slam. So, you know, he kind of has a, a big guy move set, and then he's got kind of the luchador uh, move set in some instances. So, um, but... But yeah, it's really cool that they're kind of showing a different side of the business. Um, and like you said, they, they, this team is 
tailor made for the kids, you know, but, um, yeah, it was definitely cool to see Marco, um, you know, he officially announced he has signed with AEW now. Um, so it was cool to see him and, um, yeah, CBS gave this one a C plus. I'd probably maybe a B minus. I'd give it, you know, a little bit less. There was a couple little things that were, you know, a little off, but uh, you know, um, they did a good job of um, SEU, especially when they were fighting Jungle Boy and Stunt. They have the size advantage, um, so they definitely played played that part up for it. So, um, but yeah, I think the, the overall thing is I think that that match really put Luchasaurus on the map. I think he, I think the buzz I'm seeing online is, is bigger now because of that match last night. You know, I, I think I was watching, um, one of the YouTube series about being the elite and, uh, they, it was kind of funny cause they did, they had like, um, I guess Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and they were walking a dog and then up comes on the other side, which was, you know, interesting to see. It was John Morrison and his wife walking Marco Stun as their dog. Um, and as we know, Morrison signed with Impact. So it's it's I'm wanting to see if maybe later down the road Impact and AEW might merge. I mean who knows with that kind of thing? I mean Yeah, I mean I could see that or you know, or Ring of Honor, especially with um, the woes they've had recently, and you know, we were we were just at their pay per view, and it um, you know wasn't the most attended thing in the <laughs> in the world. Right. So, I think I think I saw something like four hundred people yeah. were there. Is what somebody said online. Yeah, I think that's the official number they're throwing out. So, um, but yeah, I mean, and it's it was cool to see you know them all together and it was a, a kind of a funny video but i mean seu picking up the win but aew is very high on you know luchasaurus jungle boy and marco stunt I mean, I mean they just put out a t-shirt where it's like the lion king it's probably the greatest t-shirt in the world that you could see um but i can i i, I like what aew is doing they're not only catering to us the older crowd but you know putting those three together as a stable will bring in the younger demographic and um cbs sports gave that uh a c plus yeah i'd i'd, I'd probably go just to see you know it was um I don't know. I, 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 kind of what we were saying earlier, like there, I was, there was just something missing. There's, I was expecting just a little bit more, uh, maybe just because um, all the matches SEU's had so far in AEW have been really solid and uh, Jungle Boy Luchasaurus getting, you know, some momentum going. Um, so, you know, I think I think all of these guys are going to be prominent fixtures in this company for a while. So it's just cool to see them kind of get started. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably go C on that one. I mean, it wasn't wasn't terrible, but it it wasn't spectacular or anything. Yeah. Um. So we can move on to the next match, which, um, uh, you know, it was it was supposed to be Kenny Omega and John Moxley, but we all know Moxley had a, a very bad case of MRSA, and I think. I read somewhere that with the surgery that he had and everything, he's out four to six weeks, give or take, which is just enough time to get back for the first TV taping. Um, so they got Pac, who, if you don't know who Pac is, it's Neville from the old WWE days. Um, 
but they got Pac to come in to face Omega. And me and you are kind of going back and forth because, you know, Omega in AEW is what? One and one, I think. Yeah, he lost. He lost to Jericho and then he won his the second match um, <clears throat> from I think he fought that guy from SEMA. Um, I forgot his name. Yeah. So he's one and one. But and he lost that. Or did he win at Fight for the Fallen? Um, Fight for Fallen, I think, was the three, the six men tag. I think it was him and the Bucks against, was it Lucha? Yeah, Lucha Brothers and that other guy that they got their tag team part, which a lot of people thought that was going to be Pac, but he didn't. Uh, and it was funny because like JR and the announcers were adding the K to it. So they're calling him Pac. <laughs> and I was like, as a, as as somebody, it's that southern draw. It's that southern draw, right? Well, I was like, as somebody that you know grew up in the '90s, I owned Tupac CDs. Like, I know how to pronounce that word, so it's not Pac, it's Pac. But, anyways, kudos to to Pac for stepping up last minute, though. I mean, yeah, and it, it adds. It, there's a lot of questions because you know. So was Omega Moxley going to be the second match on the card? You know, was that the original plan before he got? you know, his, his MRSA f- flared up or was it going to be later? And they just suggest like, there's that thing. And then also did, did the match happen the same way? They just changed the guy. So was, was Omega going to, to drop it to Moxley? Um, you know, we've talked about, um, you know, o- Omega, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the whole thing with Pac is he was supposed to fight Hangman Page and he was the, I think it was the Dragon Gate world champion and he took that really seriously. So he's like, well, I'm not going to come there and lose. I'm the world champion. And it's like, well, there's thousands of world champions, bro. Like, you're not the only world champion. But anyway. Right. So, But he, he stayed. He he didn't break K-Fob in that thing. No. And I think he held that belt for like two years or something. Like, it was like really serious, you know. So, um so, you know, I don't know if it was a conversation like I'll come fight, but I'm not jobbing my first match. And Omega's like, fuck it, I'll take the win or I'll take the loss. I don't care. Right. So, you know, I can kind of see Kenny being that kind of dude. And, you know, you mentioned, I think, you know, where he's at in his career, I don't think he really cares anymore. I think he just wants to put on good matches. So, um, so this one was pretty solid. Um, I'd probably give it an A minus. Um, I think this was one of the better matches of the night. Um, it's actually one of the few things I did not call correctly. I, I didn't think Pac was going to win. Um, just because heading into um, heading into the TV stuff, I just thought maybe Kenny needed the win more. But, you know, obviously that uh, – that um, I think they were calling it the brutalizer um, submission hold. Like that was freaking crazy. I mean, like Omega basically got almost all the way down to the ground and then just toppled over and, you know, he quote unquote passed out. So um, that looked gnarly, but um, so yeah, I think that really shocked a lot of people. I, I'm not sure a lot of people uh, were expecting that one. And so early in the card. Yeah. And I mean, Pac is, is a phenomenal athlete in himself. And, you know, like we, we kind of talked before we started recording with Omega being, you know, a higher up in the company. I think he's okay with, you know, putting people over losing and he knows going in, he's like, look, I could win if I wanted to, but I want, 
you know, to bring in the talent. I could, you know, him putting over, could it have been putting over Moxley like we talked about? Um, but Omega is a world-class athlete and he's going to make anybody look good and he'll put somebody over just like Jericho would, which we'll talk about that later in the show. Yeah. I mean, it was, um, you know, pretty solid, you know, I think, um, it was really cool to kind of see him. It was cool to see pot back uh, on an American broadcast. Um, after all the stuff, I should say didn't happen with uh, him and Hangman. I, you know, his his status was kind of up in the air. So, um, but I think um, I think he's going to play a big part in in the company moving forward. And obviously, I don't think he was utilized correctly with with WWE. Um, he's actually a prime example of why Vince probably doesn't need to be involved with NXT. I mean, he was. Um, I mean, he was a legitimate threat um, in, the, in NXT. He was the NXT champion and, you know, had some awesome matches. Um, and then he gets called up and they try to turn him into a superhero. <laughs> and he has a cape and like, you know, it's just like, why, why change? You know, I mean, he was just one of your most popular guys. And it's, you know, the rumor is, is that Vince doesn't watch NXT. He has no clue about any of the performers and how over they are. So when they get called up, he just thinks it's a new wrestler and he's like, cool, let's package them. Let's, let's, you know, it's not like let's build off what they've already built. Let's just, you know, we'll just (laughs) create something new. So anyways, I I think he's going to be really important for the roster. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be awesome. And of course, CBS gave that a uh, B plus. So what, uh, what is yours? I'll do a minus. Yeah. I, I think it's, I gave it a little bit more, um, a little bit more clout than the B the B plus. So, um, yeah. Was, and <laughs> the next match is gonna, that we're going to talk about. is kind of funny because as I was scrolling through Twitter, because I was DJing a wedding, I scrolled through Twitter and it's like, I love this Cracker Barrel hardcore match because nobody's ever, I mean, um, I guess basically, quote unquote, the Cracker Barrel clash. Um, <laughs> but Jimmy Havoc, Joey Janela and Darby Allen in a three way dance. And um, it was more of a like, a, I guess, a hardcore match than just a regular match. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because I know Janela's talked about he wants to, you know, kind of move away from the, the hardcore stuff and he doesn't want that to be the only thing he's known for, but he's done it a lot so far in AW, so I'm, I'm kind of hoping that he turns the corner. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. 
Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Um, he was super over, though. All three of the guys really, it went kind of, they went, the crowd went crazy for him. Um, I'm not a big hardcore guy. Um, I do appreciate it. Um, I do appreciate, you know, I mean, going back to the 90s, watching some of the Cactus Jack stuff from J- Japan and, you know, just some of the stuff with like him and Terry Funk. And I mean, like, I, I definitely appreciate it, but like, I don't, it's not my wheelhouse you know uh it's not my go-to so so this one was kind of i don't know uh cbs gave it a b minus i'd probably give it just a b um it was um i did not expect jimmy havoc to win um i don't i don't know who i thought was gonna win but i i just i didn't think he would i was figuring janella or darby allen so um so yeah i mean it wasn't terrible there were some cool spots um you know that definitely made people just you know pop and ooh and ah kind of a deal but um again that's not my favorite kind of match so i I wasn't super invested again it's really cool to see janella and um you know all three of those guys really just see those on the national stage and um you know kind of see how the crowd reacted and all that stuff there was two things that i kind of took away from it one was darby allen with the uh the barrel doing like he did to cody and just jumping off and the thing disintegrating Mm -hmm. onto the stairs um and then the other part and a lot of people are talking about it is when havoc took the staple gun to janela's head and then i guess did the flip and janela just landed in the chair upright and i mean big pop for that one yeah yeah, they like. I mean, they started the match. Darby and Joey duct taped uh, Jimmy Havoc to a chair, and then they put thumbtacks in his mouth and then put duct tape over his mouth. <laughs> so um, I, I've never seen a matched you know start like that. So that was pretty wild. But uh, um, Darby also had a, a a skateboard with tacks on the bottom, and he like did this ollie off a top rope and the bottom of the skateboard hit Janela and it was pretty cool. I mean, there was definitely some creative stuff in there, but again, I'm just, it's not my, it's not my wheelhouse. I don't, I don't like when I go to matches, I don't like look forward to the death matches. I'm kind of like, I want to be, I want to be standing by the exit so I can get out quickly if something goes awry. So I've watched clips of the match on online and through Twitter. So I, I I think I would probably give that match a B. Yeah. Um, I think it had a little bit more to it than the B minus, um, the CBS gave it. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably do just a B. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, let's move on to the next match. Uh, the dark order versus the best friends. Um, and of course this is where I, this is where we can talk about orange Cassidy showing up, not the other one. So, (laughs) um, this one was kind of the snooze fest for me. Um, I, um, I'm, I'm familiar with the best friends from their work on the Indies and ring of honor and, um, they've been at some of the AEW shows I've been to the, they're all in and double or nothing. And, um, I don't know. The dark order is just, um, I don't know. Like the crowd, the, the crowd was just not into this match at all. Um, to me at least. And then, and when I was watching it with my, the group I was with, I mean, we, we really kind of zoned out too. So you kind of started, so you had, um, you had SEU, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, and then you had Pac, Kenny Omega, and then you had the the hardcore match we just talked about. And then this comes in fourth, and it's kind of like 
the wind kind of falls out of the sails a little bit. So, um, I honestly really didn't pay much attention to it until the end. Um, that's when orange Cassidy came out. Um, so he, the lights go out and you don't really know what's going on because the dark orders done that before where they, you know, lights go out and something happens. And then orange Cassidy's in the ring. He's sitting there with his hands in his pocket. And then he does a suicide dive through the, um, through the, through the ropes. And then he gets back in and then the best friends kind of give him a hug sandwich kind of a deal. Um, CBS gave this a C minus. I would probably maybe a D plus, you know, it was definitely kind of boring. Um, Orange Cassidy appearing would, would be an A. Um, everyone lost their shit when he came out. So, um, yeah, definitely. These these two, this one and the next match were definitely kind of filler for me personally. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's not spend some time on this one because we kind of pretty much hit the highlight. So let's uh, talk about the next match. Yeah, Riho versus Hikiro Shida. Um, it was, um, you know pretty pretty good um you know they did a good job of uh you know jr mentioned riho was 98 pounds like several times and you know um they definitely played up the difference in size and all that stuff um big thing is is these these girls were really big in japan and i don't think the crowd really they're not as familiar with them so like it's just going to take some time to build them up um you know uh, i think thought the ending was a little little lame like Riho just kind of did a roll up real quick um so it was like kind of anticlimactic um so uh but it'll be uh Riho against Nyla Rose for the uh, AEW Women's Championship which i think that's either the first or the second tv taping i mean it's going to it's going to be one of the big things for the show either first week or second week um cbs gave it a c plus eh, i'd probably give it a d um it wasn't bad it was just kind of um you know kind of what al snow talked to us about last week there wasn't a lot of like story involved so there wasn't it was kind of hard to to get invested in it but yeah you know. um I, I I agree with you on that one, and there's not really much time to spend on it. I know it's kind of setting up for the championship of David versus Goliath kind of thing. With with as much hype as Nyla's getting, I see her getting the belt, like I said earlier, unless they just kind of shock the world and give it to Riho just to kind of make her a, a name that people will know. Um, but yeah, so moving on, let's talk about the, the big... Uh, probably one of the matches that a lot of people were looking forward to, uh, the Cody versus Sean Spears match. And, of course, there was an article that I uh, sent you the other day um, where Cody took the first and last unprotected chair shot in AEW, um, which kind of set this much at match up. Yeah, which that's smart. I mean, that was, you know, it was as... Uh, as smooth as it can go. And there still was an accident, you know, he still got busted open, had to get staples. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, for, for the un, 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 uninformed, I mean, there's, there's protected ter- chair shots and then there's unprotected chair shots. And so the 99% of what you see are, are protected. They, they get their hand up real quick or something happens or the guy with the chair is holding his hand on the end of it. So when he hits him in the ribs, it's that, you know, it's just their hand. It's not the chair. Um, Cody took an unprotected chair shot and the back of the 
chair kind of went around his head and it busted him open. He had got 12 staples. So um, I don't think they need to be doing that. So I think that's the right decision. Um, I do. It is cool that they're kind of doing like Sean Spears. They're calling him the chairman. Like that's awesome. And they've got a cool shirt out for him. So um, this one. So I called. um my guess was that Arn Anderson was going to come out for this one because they were, um, Sean Spears had Tully Blanchard, um, in his corner who was in the four horsemen and he had a feud with Dusty Rhodes. So I was just thinking it would be awesome if Arn came out for Cody and that's what happened. So the funny thing is, is we were making a joke that Sean Spears has hit the lottery three times this year. He got released from his contract, signed with AEW and he's already, kind of in a main story you know he's he's in he's in this thing with cody and i mean he's already in kind of the upper upper card you know right off the bat um he married peyton royce and then he he got a uh he got a spine buster from arn anderson last night so yeah he's having a pretty good year uh, and which by the way arn arn hit that spine buster phenomenal like i keep watching the video that's on instagram of him hitting that. Like, he came in, no ring rush, no nothing. Like, I think Arn could probably still have a match or two left in him. Yeah. He, he um, to me, last night, he definitely looked his age. When I met him last year in Chicago, what you just said is exactly what I thought. I mean, he he, he was a little bit trimmer last year, and, and um, I mean, his arms were massive. I was like, is he going to get in the ring? Like, what the hell, you know? Um, last night, you definitely could tell he was in his 60s, you know, but – once it once it was time, that spine buster was was just amazing. Um, and um, I think the one that he did at Starcat Starcade a couple years ago, uh, the house show when he hit Dolph Ziggler with one, I think that one was a little bit better just because Dolph is an incredible seller. Um, but I mean, everyone, I mean, people were texting me like, "Holy shit, did you watch that?" Because they know I'm a big Arn Anderson guy, right? Um, and I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "I'm basically crying over here. I'm watching." So, um, but um, <laughs> so so let me ask you this: your reaction when you see Arn hit that ring, like what what did you do last night? I basically just raised my hand up and was like. I fucking called it. That's it. There we go. And, um, <laughs> you know, I thought it was going to, there was going to be more to it. I didn't think he was just going to come out, hit the spine buster and then leave. You know, I thought he'd stay around the stage or something or around the ring or something. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was really awesome to see that. Um, I hope it opens up the door for him to be involved with AW. you know, um, I don't, I haven't gotten word yet that he's re-signed with the WWE since he left earlier this year. And I mean, he would be just a massive contribution to that company. Um, yeah. And I, I think, I mean, if he showed up last night, I wouldn't be surprised if he signs. And, you know, there's, you know, some also some, some sad news that came out over the weekend. Um, it was at a Starcast event. Dean Malenko, he was doing some Q and a, and he told everybody that he had been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Um, so uh, I don't know how. Yeah, how, really sucks. Yeah, and so we wish the best for him. So I don't know how that will play into his role with AEW, if depending on you know how bad it gets for him. Um, mm. and so it's there. There's a lot of people like you know sitting there 
condolences out to him and everything and um yeah yeah hopefully it's just in its early stages and and i mean he can and you know parkinson's is weird some people can go a long time with the 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 symptoms and you know they can still kind of manage daily and you know sometimes it hits people and it's like within a year it's just it's it's done you know so it's I think there's a there's some advancements with medicine that can kind of help with that. So we're, you know, definitely fingers crossed. I mean, we're hoping a positive outcome comes with that. But, um, you know, going back to Arn Anderson, at some point last week on the show when we had um, uh, had our two special co-hosts uh, and we were talking about different things, uh, we mentioned the Mount Rushmore um uh, and, and, you know, I think we could we could do that on an episode. Like I've got I've got like the Mount Rushmore, which is I think is, you know, the 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 most important wrestlers of all time, whatever, you know, the best wrestlers, whatever. Um, and then I have like my personal, which, you know, I don't think that they, you know, change the industry or whatever, but I mean they're you know, they're top five for me and Arn Anderson definitely would be on my Mount Rushmore, I think. But um but yeah, so that that match they gave it a B minus. I'd probably just give it a B. Um, I think um, you know a year ago Cody fought Nick Aldis for the NWA World Championship and won it, and it was one of the best matches I've ever seen. Um, a lot of it was mainly the emotional thing. The match itself w- was good, but it wasn't spectacular. But to factoring in all the you know the Rhodes history with that belt and everything, that was just awesome. And then him and Dustin fought at double or nothing. And that's a match of the year contender. And so this one was, you know, not quite to those levels. Um, you know, I, I think they did a good job of painting, you know, building this up in the short time that they had to build it up. But, um, you know, I, I, I didn't think it was like a five-star match or anything, but definitely solid. So I'd give it a B I think for that one. Um, so we've got two more matches to break down and then, you know, our special guests will be on the show. Uh, the next one, the Lucha brothers and the young bucks for the triple a tag team championship and a ladder match. So you knew that this was going to be one of the, I guess, top matches of the night. Um, you knew there was going to be a lot of spots, especially if you include those four and a ladder. Um, but the, I think the thing that's that I kind of wanted to see in this match is how Phoenix was going to do with that injury that he suffered. It's 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 almost to the point where I, I made a joke about. Um, so this is the third time that, that we've seen them wrestle. Um, I guess for AEW, they have wrestled in Mexico on top of that. So this I think they I think Jr. said this is the sixth time they fought this year. There was a spot where they one Lucha brother and one Buck was up on the on the ladder, and it looked like they were going to grab the belts. And I, I made a joke about what if they both got a belt at the exact same time, and they called it a draw, and they had to wrestle fourth time. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's it's like so the Luchas uh, when when we were at the. Um, when we were at the impact uh, pay-per-views earlier this year, uh, Luchas and LA LAX stole the show. I mean, there that's probably still going to be one of my top five matches of the year. Um, and now that they're both involved, um, that's awesome, which that foreshadows the end of this match. But anyways, um, 
I'm um, same thing. I'm not, I'm not a huge ladder match guy. You know, I, I loved the um, the TLC stuff with uh, the Dudleys and Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys. Obviously, everyone did. Um, but again, they're not my they're not my favorite. They're not my go to. Um, you know, I think you can tell stories without all that stuff. So, um, but I didn't know this was actually for the AA uh, the AAA tag team titles um i missed that in the announcement so when they showed the belts hanging i thought it was the new AEW tag belts i was like what the heck i thought they were doing this tournament so i spent like a quarter of the match confused i I had no idea what was going on but um it was you know uh, these two these two teams could probably put on a four-star match in their sleep you know i mean like they're so good and they work so well together. Um, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to find flaws and stuff. I mean, there was a couple, um, couple spots. There was one spot. I don't remember which Jackson it was, but he was on the on the ladder, and one of the Lucha Brothers tipped it over, and it almost looked like at the last second he was supposed to jump off to give him some extra leverage, and he didn't. And he like barely cleared the ring. And I mean, he fell through the table like super hard. Like it did not look planned like that. And um, so it was, you know, pretty solid. I once I knew it was the triple A tag titles. I I was like, well, the Bucks aren't going to take those again. And that's what happened. And um, and then at the end of the match, uh, two masked men appeared in the ring, and it was it was LAX. They they signed from Impact. Like this this video is. I'll play it. Just listen to that crowd. Yeah. I mean, just ballistic, and it's and it's good because you know. It gives – I'd like to see what LAX can do against the Young Bucks. I mean, like you said, we've already seen them go against the Lucha Brothers, and it's hands down a phenomenal match. And now LAX can be added to that mix, and it is going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, them them against the Bucks, them against the Luchas again, them against SGU, I mean – best friends i mean them against luchasaurus and jungle i mean there's a ton of good matches and uh ww and impact and AEW were all trying to resign or sign or resign lax so the fact that they ended up here was just with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Monumental. So, I... That was another prediction. I said that they would show up somehow. Um, I didn't. I didn't really know how they were going to make their presence known, but I kind of had a feeling. Um, I told a buddy last week, "Is like if, if they've signed, they're going to show up um, somehow." Um, and um, yeah, so CBS gave this an A minus. I think this is the highest rated match of the night for them. Um, I'd probably just give it an A. You know, again, I'm, I'm not a huge um, uh, ladders and tables. Um, 
connoisseur. So, you know, it was definitely solid for me, but, um, I, I, I got to fall a little short from giving it an A plus. So. Right. So let's move on to the final match and we'll spend a little bit of time on this one because we kind of, we kind of knew that this was the way it was going to end. That way we can get our guests on the show. Um, Chris Jericho, Hangman Page for the AEW World Championship. Hangman coming out on a horse, which is phenomenal. Um, of course, there was a lot of yeah. Old Town Road memes going around for that. But um, um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, a, a big thing that they also like to talk about was uh, the first time ever a female referee was calling the main event in a pay-per-view. Um, and that was the one thing I noticed, like going back watching highlights of the match, like at the very beginning of it, like JR and all of them at commentating was like heavily on um, the referee about how it's great to have her in there. And she did an amazing job and she didn't take crap. Like Jericho shoved her in the match and I was like, she got a little Earl Hebner in her and was like kind of feisty right back with him. Yeah, it was cool. to It was cool to see her in there. And um, yeah, she definitely backed Jericho up and. You know, that was that was cool to see her stand her ground. Um, this one was um, CBS gave it a B. Um, I'd probably, I don't know, B minus maybe. I mean, it was it was solid. Um, I I think you and I both were pretty much under the assumption Jericho was going to get the belt. Um, he is a legend in the industry, so having him as the world champ heading into the, the first TV, you know, taping and everything definitely would have would will have a bigger impact than uh, Hangman. Um, not to say Hangman's not going to be a champ down the road. Everyone's super high on him, but um, you know, as far as going best for business, it was definitely Jericho. Um, I thought it was cool. Um, Jericho got busted open. So he kind of had the crimson mask thing going on. Um, I'm still not on board with his new finisher, the Judas effect. I mean, it's just a, just like a back elbow and I don't know, like I think the, the code breaker is awesome and the lion tamer and you know, uh, all the, he's got all this stuff at his disposal and then the back elbows, this new thing, just a little underwhelming. So, um, so it was cool that, that he won it clean and, uh, you know, there's no interference. He didn't get a weapon involved, whatever. Um, and then, you know, we were talking about he won it with 10 minutes left on the pay-per-view. So we we're like, okay, here comes punk. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, you know, I thought it was going to be one of those. He gets the mic and like, see, I told you I'm best in the world. And then cult of personality hits and a building is reduced to rubble. But, um, so yeah, um, you know, all all around. I mean, it was a solid pay per view. Um, you know, I don't I don't think it was better than All In or Double or Nothing, but um, it was definitely solid. Uh, I'm hoping that they kind of address the length issues, and you know, I hope every show that they do is not a five hour show moving forward. So it it was good. I, I think the one thing that a lot of people were talking about was like we kind of saw classic Jericho of him beating up hangman outside of the ring and then ringing the bell and saying he was the champion kind of thing. Um, but the, the thing I like about Jericho is, is like, he's so good at what he does and he, you know, whoever is the next person in line, he's going to put them over. Um, 
And that's going to be the good thing about having him. Like, you know, with Adam Page being kind of like one of the higher ups executives kind of thing, that's that's what they look at. And it's like, do you really want to give him the belt first off? Or do you want to give it to somebody who knows what to do with the belt, who's good at the mic skills and can easily put someone like a Sean Spears over or, you know, maybe a Luchasaurus or, you know, whoever else on that roster when they come in. Because like you said, I mean, Cody hasn't announced there's only been 40% of the roster. So we could find out who, you know, Jericho's opponent is at the first TV taping. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think they're not done signing people. I think um, heading into TV and they're doing that on a weekly basis and, you know, starting to tour cities and all that jazz. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple more big names that they get on board. Um, so, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with the decision. Um, I, uh, I mean, I would have been fine if they gave it to Hangman, but I think Jericho's the better choice right now. Yeah. And, um, so that, I guess that's it for now. That's our, um, uh, our review on AEW. So as a pay-per-view as a whole, your final grade would be a, um, maybe a C plus. Okay. I would. I'm kind of right yeah. there with you. Again, it was missing something. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. There was just something. And even a buddy of mine that uh, we we both went last year. Um, I asked her how it was in person this year compared to last year, and she said last at all in it was just like a hundred times louder. So um, again, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it was missing. Um, you know, there's something just, there wasn't some kind of magical moment there, I guess. But again, pretty solid. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. Um, watching clips and everything. I think like the biggest thing that everybody was talking about was LAX showing up and that was kind of the big pop of the night. Um, but yeah, so I, that's the end of today's show. Um, I guess for now um later this week we will have uh a, a very special guest in on the show on friday pco will be here uh he'll be calling in and if you know pco he's part of villain enterprises but if you don't know him through that where can they uh remember him from eli my historian guy um so he got his i mean he actually is an old school guy he's about 51 um there was a WWE wrestler in the nineties called the Mountie and PCO joined and they put them together and they are the Quebecers. Um, and then he did stints in WWE or WCW and WWE kind of went back and forth. Um, and then it's like 2016 or 2017, he decided to wrestle again. And last year he fought at, uh, Joey Janela's spring break in new Orleans and I was lucky enough to be there. And he fought Walter, who is now the NXT UK champion. Um, and he's probably 20 years younger than PCO and just as big as mean. And Walter is known for his massive chops, um, like the actual chop move. Um, I mean, he has a humongous hand and a lot of momentum, and he just swings that thing and just destroys people's chest and PCO's chest after the match was just brown and purple and it was just disgusting but it was 
just unbelievable. Um, I don't think anyone really foresaw it for could foresee this match being as good as it was. And um, it put both of them on the map or back on the map, however you want to call it. And it was definitely a top five match for me last year. I mean, it was just incredible. I mean, he's PCO still doing moonsaults and shit off, off the top rope. And I mean, he, he's just a freak. He, he, he should not be performing at this level um, for someone that's almost 52. So um, it's cool that he's, he's signed with uh, ring of honor right now. And, Villain Enterprises are they're the six man tag uh, champions right now. Um, so yeah, should be should be a cool chat. So there is a PCO. So he'll be on Friday show. We'll drop that around ten. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I am, but on today's show, I've got, uh, well, you know, I got to sit down and talk with Jason, who is the promoter for Pro Wrestling Entertainment, and I got to have their champion, Alex Taylor, who came on the show. So we talked about Portland Pounce, which is going down Saturday, September 28th in Portland, um, which we will put a link in the description where you can buy your tickets. But let's uh, let's jump into that interview. So me and Eli are going to go ahead and say our goodbyes now. So is there anything you want to say to the fans? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's uh, here's our interview with the guys from Pro Wrestling Entertainment. This is kind of an exciting time for me because wrestling is legitimately in my backyard, 10 minutes away from my house in Portland. It is going down. Portland Pounce. I've got the champion right now. Alex Taylor's in the building. Also, I've got Jason, who is the promoter of Pro Wrestling Entertainment. Dude, it's such an honor to have you guys in here. Man, thanks for having us. We uh, appreciate the opportunity coming by and uh, spreading the word about the event. Going to be an exciting time. Let's let's kind of talk about this. I mean, I'm looking at it right now, and I have the card in my hand. D'Lo Brown's going to be there. Alex is putting up the championship belt. You've got LT Falk. You've got the War Kings. I mean, let's talk about this, Alex. What's uh? Let's can you give us who you're wrestling that night, or is it? Uh, Still under wraps. Well, I haven't, I haven't heard yet. So, but whoever steps <laughs> up, you know, I'm gonna put the strap on the line. We'll see what happens. I know what's gonna happen, but I mean, I think I, we can all know what's gonna happen if you put that strap on the line. You're, you're gonna walk out with it, you know, at the end of the night, right? Walking out the same way I came in. So, how do you prepare for a match if you don't know right now? You'll find out later. I mean, is there somebody in your mind that you're wanting to wrestle? Anybody who steps up, really. Um, I have no preference. Good, bad, indifferent. Big, small, short, tall. I'll fight them all. So it is going down in Portland, the Portland High School, Saturday, September 28th. 7 o'clock is the bell time. Doors are at 6. Tickets start at only $10. ProWrestlingENT.com. Let's let's kind of talk about this. How did all this begin? Well, uh, we do a yearly show every year in Portland. Uh, Christmas for Kids is what we call it. Uh, and we do it typically around the 25th of December. Uh, and it started out as just a, a yearly charity event that we partnered with the city of Portland on. And uh, we started that probably about four years ago with those guys. And the relationship uh, continued to, to grow and build. And uh, we started doing another uh, yearly fundraising show for them during their uh, Strawberry Slam every year. 
in in May. So we've got that with them as well. And then uh, the guys that we do business with, Chris Ladd and the gang uh, in the media newspaper and, and all of that in Portland, hit us up and they said, we want to do something for the high school, the football team, Portland Pounce, try to raise some funds for those guys. And uh, they talked to the board and uh, the relationship with, with the, the city and, and Chamber of Commerce was so good. They said, let's bring wrestling back and, and do it again for these guys. Man, so, it's going to be exciting stuff right there. Yeah. Uh, D'Lo Brown is going to be in town for it. So we're really excited about that. D'Lo has, to my knowledge, hasn't made an appearance in or around Nashville in probably 10 years or better. It's probably, what, been since, what, TNA at Poss- the fairgrounds? Possibly, yeah. His stint with TNA when he was in the ring with them was, would probably be the last time he was in action uh, in this area. So uh, I think we got a, a little bit of a thirst for that. And uh, D'Lo's, D'Lo's an interesting character. Uh, I don't know if you've ever got the chance to see him perform live, but uh, he's always a good time. Oh, yeah. And it's it's going to be a great time. Saturday, September 28th, Portland Pounds in Portland. Alex, let's go back to where it all began. I want to know, what got you into wrestling? Like, what was it? What was the one match, one wrestler? Ooh. What set you in? Um. I've been a wrestling fan as long as I can remember, but when I was in about fourth grade, I got a Shawn Michaels DVD, and I watched Shawn Michaels Bret Hart probably a thousand times. So that match is really what made me want to be a pro wrestler. Watching that match, when you when you get out and wrestle, who is it that you kind of like? I guess mimic in the ring. Like if you were, if somebody has never seen you wrestle before, who can you say of like your style so that way they can picture it right now. I like to think of myself kind of like the Dynamite Kid. Okay. A little old school style, but rough, tough. I high fly a little bit, but got to keep it on the ground most of the time. I don't blame you. I'd probably keep it on the ground, too. I'd be super scared to even get up there. I'd be like, mm, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. Your dream match. Like, if you could have anybody, what's your dream match? Anybody. Any Anybody, any stipulation, any place, what is it? Ooh. I'm going to put you on the spot. This is going to be the fun one. Are we talking active right now? Talk about anybody. You can go Any- back. You can go forward. Past, present, future here. Uh, Dude, it's it's your dream match. We're like putting this into the video game right now. Alex Taylor versus... Jerry Lynn. Damn. I, that'd be a good one. Can we can we just kind of book this for the next... Uh- you know what? Hey, I've got Jerry on speed dial. He's a pretty good friend of mine. I might uh, make a favor, see if he can come out of retirement for that one. I would one. appreciate that. Let's be- have him run in on the 28th of September. Oh, man. Don't, don't cost Alex the belt, but let's I, just kind of have something. Yeah, that's, that's a heck of a done. challenge, especially unknown. Walking into that one, not knowing who it's going to be. There... That, you that's know, a surprise. There it is right there. So it is going down September 28th over there in Portland. Portland Pounds, man. It's going to be an awesome event. Um, so what's uh, something else they can expect if they've never been to one of your guys' events? I know it's kid-friendly because I brought my kids to it. Well, past the uh, past the wrestling show, you're going to get an incredible experience uh, interacting with the wrestlers. That's one thing that uh, we pride ourselves on as being, like you said, a, a fan-friendly environment. Um, we're going to do a pre-show meet-and-greet before the show starts starts uh so you'll get the opportunity to come in shake hands with the wrestlers get photos uh you know get your hands on some exclusive merchandise uh from wrestletopia they'll be in the house for that um but that that's that's one thing that we do i think a, a lot better than than a lot of the local promotions is is the involvement with our fans and our show and the interaction that they get to have with the superstars before and after and you know that's the one thing that i like because i've been to a couple of your stuff and i went to the strawberry festival one 
And it's like you walk in and you don't have to worry about, okay, is this wrestler going to drop the F-bomb? Am I going to earmuff my 11-year-old? And then the fact that they could walk up and, you know, that 11-year-old can meet Alex and be like, I want to be like him. And that that's one of the cool things that I like about the meet and greet aspect before because you get to, like, legitimately sit there and talk to the wrestler. You get to know them. And then, because when I was growing up, there was none of that stuff with wrestling. I mean, you would meet them in the back alley, parking lot, whatever, and it was a brief high autograph, go. Yeah. The, the the structure of the business has changed so much. And, and we use the term that, you know, the curtain's been pulled back and, and all of that with the Internet and all. But uh, the, the the show has become such more than just a show. It's now an experience. Right. Uh, and and I, I like to use the example WrestleMania. You know, back in the day, it was, you know, a one off pay-per-view on a Sunday. Uh, now it's a week long event. You know, you go into WrestleMania the Sunday before and you got things going on on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, all, all before you get oh, to the yeah. show on Sunday. So that's kind of what, you know, we look at our show is, is, is it's you're coming for a wrestling show, but you're going to get an experience that's, that's well beyond that. Yeah. And I mean, just kind of looking at past shows, I mean, you've had amazing past shows like Crazy Steve's been at them. I've seen, uh, you know, Jared Cher- or Guitar Shot somebody. Yeah, yeah we've um, broken a few guitars <laughs> uh, in, in Portland. Uh, we've had WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler on our shows. Uh, Psycho Sid Vicious was at our Christmas show last year. Um, we are returning to Portland for uh, the Christmas for Kids again this year. Got a huge announcement coming up on that. I'm sure we'll talk uh, later later on when the time's right oh, for yeah. that one. But uh, we're excited about that uh, as well. So uh, we continue the the tradition in Portland, and we really like working with uh, with the folks of Sumner County. It's it's been good for us. And that was kind of what is going to go into my next question. What was the you know the next big thing after this one? And you just kind of I, went I, ahead and I, said right, it. Yeah, I didn't have the, to ask it. I let the cat out of the bag. We are coming back to Portland. Portland, uh, December the 15th or 14th, I believe it's that Saturday uh, for Christmas for Kids. And like I said, we're going to make a, a blockbuster announcement on who's going to be headlining that event oh, uh, shortly after our Portland Pounce. That is going to be exciting. So you better get your tickets right now. It is going down September 28th, Saturday in Portland. Tickets starting at $10. ProWrestlingENT.com. Man, guys, thank you so much for stopping by and hanging out with us today. Thanks for having Thanks us. For having us. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Battleground. Make sure you give it five stars and leave a nice review. If you want to stay up to date, follow them at Battleground Podcast on Instagram. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.